Hey good girls, Sid here, just trimming in to say I'm on a sketch comedy team called Fun in Moderation and we have a show coming up on May 18th at Caveat on the Lower East Side of Manhattan at 9.30pm. Oh no, Sid, I don't live in Manhattan. That's so cool. We also have a live stream option, but if you're interested in coming in person, follow Fun in Moderation on Instagram for a discount code to get $10 tickets. Are you there, God? It's us, Sid King and Becca Stevenson. Welcome to the Good Girls Gone Sad podcast, where we unpack our childhood drama and try to figure out why we are the way we are. We're here to answer the questions, what made you good and what makes you sad? Today, we are so excited to have Andy Bukeri on the podcast. She's a writer, actor, and comedian currently based in New York City, but she can be in LA by tomorrow. She's a graduate of NYU Tisch, appeared on the national tour of Legally Blonde, the musical, and was a Best of Fest pick at the Burbank Comedy Festival. She's also a member of the United Ladies Script Club, a community for female and non-binary screenwriters. When she's not writing, she loves spending time with her dog, Mitch. So welcome, Andy. Happy to go here. Man, when when I saw the name of the podcast, I was like, whoa, that's me. <laughs> I'm a good girl and I'm so sad now. It's so funny. <laughs> I was thinking about this earlier and I was like, people never are like, what is a good girl gone sad? They're either like, yes, I relate to that. Or they're like, oh, okay, that's cute. <laughs> like, you don't have, if you have to ask, you don't know what it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, the girls who get it, get it. Yeah. The, girls who, get the girls who get it are in therapy. <laughs> Oh man, it's just the, it's the uh, like overachiever to deep, deep underachiever pipeline. Yes, 100%. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, well, I wanted to ask you, you, I love the name Midge for your dog. That's amazing. Was that Marvelous Mrs. Maisel inspired? Yes. Um, I was a little manipulative when my boyfriend and I were picking out a name for her, Um I loved The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, and I, like, kind of wanted a dog named Midge, and then we were like, oh, what about, like, cute old lady names? And we were like, what about Prudence or, like, Gertrude? And I was like, what about Midge? And, of course, like, that's objectively the best one out of the three. And and Brad was like, oh, yes. And I was like, got him. So So you named other names that you knew, like, he was not going to go for. And then you're like, what about, it's so crazy. It just came to mind. What about Midge? Wild. Yeah. And so now, like, the name Midge to me just means my dog. Like, I don't Mm -hmm. think of, like, you know, the beautiful Rachel Brosnahan and all of her fabulous 50s outfits. Um, So then I'll, like, go and read, like, synopsis from the show. And I just, like, imagine my dog living this, like, fabulous Upper West Side life. (laughs) Getting divorced. (laughs) (laughs) What kind of dog is Min? Sorry, it's been a property. She's a Shih Tzu Pekingese mix. Oh, nice. She just knows she's like, she's royalty. She's got this like gorgeous long hair that I literally go bankrupt trying to keep nice. Um, (laughs) Oh, yeah. We regularly tell her she gets better uh, medical care and styling than both me and my boyfriend. Because, like, if she needs something, we're like, yeah, we'll cough it up. Like, and then my doctor's like, you need surgery. And I'm like, but how much? I don't really think so. No. (laughs) That's so funny. My boss's dog's name is Gwyneth. And it's just this, like, little french bulldog that just yaps all the time and i thought up until last week that it was named after gwyneth paltrow but apparently she just like it's like an old english name or i don't know it's somehow related to the type of dog so maybe it's not a french bulldog i don't know but i was we were literally talking about it and i was like well you must be following the trial because you have a dog named gwyneth and she was like not named after paltrow (laughs) 
<laughs> I would oh, love a dog named after I know it's such a good dog name because she'll just be on a call and then she's like, Gwyneth, stop it. Gwyneth, get down. <laughs> it's just sounds like she's talking to, you know, the CEO of Goop. Yeah. Well, and then she could be Gwyneth Paltrow, and oh, that's pretty good. Like, imagine going to a birthday so party good. for Gwyneth Paltrow. Oh my gosh, I'm going to have to tell her that tomorrow. And she's going to have to Whoa. change the meaning of her dog's name. Yeah. No, we're, 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 we're editing the birth certificate. <laughs> yeah. Well, should we dive in, Sid? We should. Absolutely. Awesome. Andy, we would love to know what is your good girl origin story? My good girl origin story. Well, I'm a middle child and the only girl. So uh, I don't know what birth order you guys are or like if, what siblings you have. But being a middle girl, I feel like kind of put a lot of pressure on me to like do things right and also kind of steer the ship for like my family. Um, so I was always the one like organizing stuff, like throwing holidays. Um, my mom said that like, by the time I was five, I like knew what I wanted for a birthday party and was like, no, 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 here's what you're going to do. Like, you're going to call this place. It's, it wasn't Chuck E. Cheese. It was like a local affiliate. I don't know, like a <laughs> local knockoff of Chuck E. Cheese. And uh-huh. I was like, going to call them. This is how many people I'm inviting. Um, so I was very like organized. And then I became, my mom is like the opposite of a stage mom. Um, just imagine like a woman who wants the best for her child and then like a power hungry 13 year old. Like <laughs> that's what I was. Um, I wanted to be a child star. She was like, no, you're going to stay in school. Um, which at the time I thought was so lame. I was like, mm-hmm. I want to go to school and just be a star. But then she was like, no, you're not going to do that. Please go to school. Um, and so I did that. And then I was just like an AP nerd was in like all of the honor societies, uh, was the captain of the color guard, um, you know, did drama club, debate team, all of the above, um, graduated second in my high school class. And then high school ended and I was like, what was the fucking point? (laughs) (laughs) Got into NYU. uh, And NYU was like this kind of like rude awakening of like, Hey, you followed all these rules your whole life. You got great grades. You got into this awesome school. And now absolutely none of that matters. <laughs> mm-hmm. So when you, yeah, when you asked like what I wanted to talk about, like as, like as far as being a good girl, it's that like obeying the rules really didn't get us ahead. <laughs> I feel like I'm constantly reliving that scene from Booksmart where like Beanie, um, Beanie's character is like in the bathroom and she's like, She's like, I'm, I'm, I'm going to this great school. And the other girl's like drunk. And she's like, yeah, me too. I got into my safety, like, which was like, whatever, Yale or Harvard. And she's like, oh, fuck. <laughs> so that's so wife, funny. We have talked about that scene on this podcast before. That, that, <laughs> yeah. Like, that somehow got like deeply embedded in my trauma brain of like, oh my God, like I didn't have to be like that to get anywhere in life. Um, so yeah, watching that scene made my blood get hot. Like I had a physical reaction to it yeah and I think the worst part is that it was like I didn't like those characters and then she said that and I went oh no it's oh, me no. <laughs> no. Oh, no. I'm the annoying character <laughs> yeah yeah you, really you're, like, you're like texting your therapist you're like babe I got some hot goss for tomorrow <laughs> <laughs> re-traumatized so myself mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah so um I guess like I would say from, like, maybe, like, 19 or 20 onward, 
um, has just been like unlearning all of the good girl tactics or weaponizing the good girl tactics um, mm-hmm. to, get, to get what you want. So you felt like you're a good girl. We should call it something like your awakening. I don't know. My, my, my rebellion. My rebellion. Yeah. <laughs> that, that came about in college. That's Yeah. That's so funny because I like thought I wanted to go to NYU and then I didn't even apply, but it was like the place where I thought I could go. And then when I moved here and I would like walk around NYU campus, I was like, I would have been chewed up and spit out. <laughs> like, I would not have survived. I would have been like, oh my gosh, the world is like so much bigger than I thought it was. <laughs> and I don't like it. <laughs> oh, I mean, Mindy Kaling has a great line in her book where like she says if she had gone to NYU, she would have ended up as the funniest paralegal in Boston. and I like I kind of completely agree like with myself in a way because like you put yourself in this playing field of people who are um either so incredibly talented or so incredibly privileged or in some cases both and you're like wow I am so out of my depth here um and I kind of like had to limp around New York and like figure out what I was what I was gonna do um so it it was enjoyable in that way like going to I don't know like improv jams and stuff when I like wasn't cast in department shows at Tish I was like that's fine I'm gonna go do some improv in the village so you like made the most of it and you like lived in New York City so that's yeah and you Um, you lasted I like remember saying that I wasn't going to go to school in New York because it was like, I don't want to get burnt out on the city. Like, I know I'm going to live there for the rest of my life. Like I should go like experience something else before I just am a New Yorker. (laughs) You're like, I need to, you're like, I need to sink my, like find my roots before I like grow into this beautiful tree. And you're like, where are those roots? Bloomington, Indiana. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, actually, you were kind of just talking about this. I, like, applied to Ivy League schools and, like, got waitlisted. And I was like, this is I'm this is my whole thing. And I ended up at IU. I ended up at a state school. And thank God that I did because I, I would have been chewed up, spit out, slapped in the face. Like, um, IU was probably the best thing, like, like, non-decision decision I ever made. It kind of just, like, came to the – I hadn't gotten off of any of the waitlists I was on. And it, like, came to decision day. And I was like – I have to pay a deposit. So IU had the latest decision day and that's why I ended up going there. They had like the l- latest commit day of all the yeah. other schools. My, so I would say my, what is it? Like my beanie bathroom scene, my book smart bathroom <laughs> scene would be, I was in my second interview for Yale and uh, the guy literally point blank asked me, he's like, have you applied to the University of Connecticut? And I was like, no. <laughs> It was just like, babe, you're not getting in. <laughs> Which I mean, now like being an adult and seeing like you know the ridiculous price tag of college, like I'm oh. like, oh hell yeah, like go Huskies, like <laughs> you know, should have done yeah. that. <laughs> oh yeah, um, I had absolutely no concept of a dollar when I was applying to school, so mm-hmm. I'm very thankful I didn't. Like if you if I would have gotten people who get waitlisted do not get big scholarships, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. So I would have been like, but I can't turn it down. So I'm glad that I didn't. I'm very, very glad that I did it because I still have loans anyway. Rock and roll. Rock so and roll, baby. Buy some merch. Help us with our loans. Um, <laughs> yeah. Do you guys have a Patreon too? Not yet. Not yet. Not yet? Okay. Open like, up for tips or something on Spotify. So maybe yeah, we should do that. Well, these girls a buck. You can do that on Spotify. <laughs> um, the thing about Patreon is we're like, 
kind of figuring out what kind of content we'd want to put on there and mm-hmm. also finding time to make more content. I hear you. Like you guys both have full-time jobs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I hear that. That's kind of why I'm not, I've not been on the stand-up scene so much in the last year. Um, you know, I do work full-time and it was just one of those things that I was like, um, I also love writing and, you know, like need to write things, which takes time. Um, and I also mm-hmm. like to be home um, with, you know, my boyfriend and our dog and like actually have a life. Uh, so. Yeah, I, I we've talked about this a lot. Sid, Sid like has to hear me just talk about like whether or not I should get back into stand up because it's been like, I don't know. I'm, I say it's been a couple months, but it was really like when I started this job that I'm in, I which was like a year and a half ago. I kind of was like, I'll take a step back and then I'll get back in. And then I like kind of did and kind of didn't. And then I just got married and I was like, I'll take a step back and then I'll get back in. And it's like, at what point are you like, I just have to forgo comfort for a little while to do this? Or do I just not want to do stand up? I don't know. There's so many different ways to be funny now, though. Like, there really are. Yeah. Like 15 years ago, it was like, go do stand up. Or I don't know, was YouTube a thing 15 years? It was like 2009. No, it well, was like no, 15 years ago. Muffins. Wasn't it like we're talking about the prime of muffins? I was gonna say like <laughs> shoes. I think let's get some shoes. Was 15 oh, okay. years ago? Yes, that's true. But Becca, um, are you making parody music videos? Has that been on your bucket list for a long time? <laughs> uh, no, but I am TikTokking. <laughs> you are TikTokking. I'm not above TikTok-ing. a parody music video. <laughs> you are TikTokking. If I could sing, I would be making true. a parody music video. I know. I, I, I just like, like I would have been like the Noel Fielding of our time, <laughs> but like absolutely <laughs> not. Even in, even if I was you know my age in in 2007, I probably wasn't. Oh, I have the same thing where um, I have like a bit I do with myself, but I've been doing it my whole life where I change the lyrics of songs to apply to any situation that I'm in. Of course. And I'm like, man, if only I knew how to read music and produce songs and um, understand how copyright law worked, like, and also like wanted to film them and then put them up, like I would be really famous. Like it would have been really, really great in 2010. (laughs) And but I don't know how to do all those things and that's fine but that's well, my I think a lot about and I have offered this and it has been accepted so I need to take him up our friend Keith is like a phenomenal singer and he's also a hilarious comedian but mm-hmm. I was like can I write you musical comedy because no one wants to hear it coming out of my mouth but they would <laughs> want to hear it out of yours <laughs> like I got no talent in that department but all I want to do is write funny songs <laughs> yeah yeah, that's all you need. You just like need a voice to to be like your your muse, and then you you know slap whatever stuff you think is funny onto them. That's it's like, so <laughs> true. Wait, I was thinking about your um wanting to be a child star and your mom not letting you. Really, really hit home for me, and I feel oh. like probably said too. Although your mom probably would have let you said right. My dad didn't. That's kind of the reason I started doing pageants. Is because and like I did a bunch of musical theater, but I was like, someone will notice me if I do pageants. Mm. But I very much never fit the mold but like the thing about pageants is that it felt like um like if you audition for a show and you don't get the lead like whatever like but pageants it's like you've always had your talent and you got to speak during the interview like you were always got like people were paying attention to you no matter what even if you didn't win your time exactly exactly and it felt like you had a little bit more agency um and then I got into it and I was like oh it's kind of like not like that like I I did six languages from Putnam County Spelling Bee in a school uniform as my like miss talent as my teen talent um 
And I was like doing cartwheels and like, I was doing cartwheels and the splits and like singing in a heel stretch and like spinning around. Um, no one liked it. <laughs> they were like, can you just stand there and sing Don't Rain on My Parade? Could you just like stop moving Wait, so much? Wait, should have said that was my talent in 2011 was Don't Rain on My Parade. <laughs> Amazing. Ridiculous, like jeweled. It had feathers. It cost my mom mm. an arm and a leg. And I was like, do it. <laughs> do it. How did you get yeah. into pageants, Andy? Mm-hmm. Um, so same. I really wanted to be a child star. I really wanted to have an agent. Um, and thank God my mom said no. And now, you know, cause now we're like looking back and we're like, oh shit, these people are really messed up. Yeah. <laughs> I think about that a lot. And they're all like our age. Like, yeah, I know. So you can really see our, what would have happened. <laughs> right. Absolutely. It really sinks in. And so in retrospect, I'm like, thanks mom for, you know, kind of like discounting the therapy bill that I have. Um, <laughs> But, you know, on the flip side, I did really want, I wanted an agent. Um, I wanted to be a star. And so the way to get out there was, to me, it was pageants. Like, if my mom wasn't going to let me drop out of school and go beyond Broadway, I went to one Broadway audition for Gypsy um, and they, when they were taking children. Uh, and they were specifically looking for 10-year-olds. And I was, like, 11, 12, like, starting to look a little too tweenish. Um, so that like dashed my Broadway dreams for, you know, <laughs> the foreseeable future at that point. And I was like, I'm going to start doing pageants like this, like Jenna Maroney style. I was like, this is going to get me noticed. <laughs> and you competed in the Miss America system? Yeah, I did. Um, so it was Miss Connecticut's Outstanding Teen. Um, I did that for two years and then I did Miss Connecticut in like the Miss Division mm-hmm. for two years. So I don't know if it was the same way. Um, for you, Sid, but I had to win a local every year that I mm-hmm. um, went to, to state. So you had to, like, win one for a town, and then from there you'd go to, like, the big, like, state pageant. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then I'd never won at state. <laughs> I, I stayed at that local level, but it's fine. I I never won a local. I want to make that clear. I was <laughs> I got first runner-up countless times, um, and... I'd never won and I don't and there was one time that like it was a double crowning because it was like two (sighs) counties and but it was like two counties but there still wasn't that many girls and everyone was like can you like at the end like right before crownings everyone was like can you believe like you're about to win this local like you're going to state like because it was like pretty clear and I was like I knew I did really well the interview or else I wouldn't (sighs) be working for them but I was like I did really well in the interview like I felt it in my bones and then I got first runner up and they crowned some like other random girl that, and it was like the year that they changed to superseded scoring or whatever. If you remember the big like scoring thing. And I was at the end, they throw out the scores and they just rank you on how much they like you. Yep. That's what I did. Junior miss. I only had one pageant experience and they called themselves a scholarship program. It was the whole thing, but that was how they did it. If the top three, they just picked and I was in the top three and it was not picked and I was so upset you were like bullshit I was like so you just don't like me okay cool you don't like me <laughs> it yes, was like yes, I had the highest I'm... score but you didn't like me that's great thank you <laughs> and like I remember my onstage question people like like I heard gasps in the audience like it was like I was speaking poetry like I remember this pageant so specifically and then I sobbed and sobbed and sobbed and oh, I'll never forget this my high school boyfriend um and good on him my talent that year was um maybe this time and he oh. went maybe you should maybe he's like maybe you shouldn't sing a song about not winning that was pretty weird <laughs> was so like, funny 
I was like, that's a pretty good point. And I hear you. And note taken. Thank you so much. Yeah. I um, love, yeah. honestly, I love that Miss America calls itself a scholarship program. In like 2017, they like rebranded and they're like, oh no, we're not a pageant. We're a competition for mm-hmm. a job. Um, which is okay, fine. Like it's, if it quacks, it's a duck. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> they were like, we're taking away a swimsuit. And I was like, darn you did it after i had the camel toe on stage in 2013 <laughs> oh no um, oh, yeah i was out there strutting and no one was telling me that you're supposed to put like a giant size band-aid down there yeah. to like, not have a camel toe i was out there just confident rocking it full tilt just and i still made top 10 that year so later Hell yeah said, it's not it's not about having the camel toe it's about how you wear it <laughs> <laughs> The confidence in the camel toe combo. In the camel toe. (laughs) Becca, the amount of like Olympics that goes into your swimsuit bottoms alone. Do you know about butt glue? Did you ever use have to use butt glue for dance? No, but I know about it from is it Miss Congeniality? Is that why? Oh no, stick it. I know about it from stick Stick it. it. Yes, because gymnasts also use butt glue. Mm Mm-hmm. Which yeah. I'm like, they're in those leotards for a long time, gymnasts. Like we are Or they use the spray. Is that what is that what it is? No, Um, I use the roll on. Yeah. We're like it was roll on, roll on, and then you would have to, um, you have to, you have to put your swimsuit like literally in your butt crack, and then someone would like someone had to roll it on for you, and then you had to let give it a few seconds, wait for it to get tacky, and then you have to like place it on there and like smooth it down. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was pretty. And then you had to, you had to, um, cause people would make this mistake where you had to baby wipe it off, like immediately after you took your swimsuit off or like your gown would stick to your butt and like where you're, you, have you ever seen this, Angie? Ooh. Yeah. Disaster. <laughs> the gown stuck to the butt. Pretty bad. <laughs> pretty bad. Um, yeah. <laughs> the other day I was actually like putting some, oh, you know what? I was wearing one of those like one piece swimsuits that's built like a really sexy wrestling singlet. Um, yeah, yeah. you're basically not allowed to have labia um, and you're mostly out and I was like I could really go for a roll on butt glue right now to really get this in place and know I'm safe I would I like more confidently wear some things if I had butt glue I think um, what was your platform so for those who are listening if you don't know Miss America you have to have a platform which is like a cause that you advocate for yeah so my platform was pro arts promote youth success um so I was like well the arts changed my life as in like I wanted to be a star um (laughs) but someone was like uh okay well how do we spin this and then (laughs) I went to a coach I went to like a professional person um who was gonna like help me win this pageant and I loved her her name was Miss Liz and when I would go to her house we would eat yo play whips and make turkey sandwiches (laughs) And um, That's she so was specific. I love it. Yeah, I, yeah. Imagine it. 2010, the Obama administration. We're eating a yope whips in a kitchen in Connecticut. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, she was like, "You should like do something with the arts. Like you're so involved." And like at the time, I was like in marching band, and I did all that. And she was like, "You should like make arts education your your thing." Um, the thing was like I had no idea like how to really promote arts education in a community so I just like went to my local school board and I was like um don't cancel the school musical because that would suck um <laughs> kids would be sad and that's on your hands that's crying kids that's on you the future of Broadway is in this 
very room. <laughs> but uh, the one thing I did do that was pretty cool was, um, and this was when I was uh, a miss, was I put together a few um, workshops with some professionals that I knew, like, my instructor for my pre-college program like hosted a one-day workshop and like had some like local high school kids in so that was like the one good like how had how did I affect people's life in a good way at least once during my time in pageants I would say (laughs) probably that and then one of the guys who went to that workshop not because of this one workshop um but not not because of this workshop Mm -hmm. ended up on the tour of Hamilton (laughs) so wow yeah that was all you Andy you inspired him. <laughs> I yeah, I don't I don't think I can take full credit for that, but he's uh he's a great guy. So <laughs> um my platform is so embarrassing. Um and pro- I, it should be the reason I didn't win. I don't think it is, but it should be. It was pale and proud preventing skin cancer. <laughs> but it was you yeah, told me this and I think problem. I blacked it out. I was like, I don't need to know that. <laughs> Andy, no one said anything. Pale and proud preventing skin cancer and no one preventing skin cancer. That yes. makes no sense. And I know it was still like tanning beds, Jersey Shore. Mm-hmm. You were like, oh no, everyone's ruining their skin. But pale and proud, I cannot lie to you, sounds like the KKK slogan. Oh, 100%. it doesn't sound good. I, I <laughs> always said it. I always said it the full way. And um like but like on stage, people would say it, like shorten it, and I would be like <sighs> Like, you know, when you're doing like your big walk, it's like Sydney's platform is pale and proud being a white girl with dark hair. I'm like, no, no, no. Um, I, I like, I just don't know why no one said anything. This is okay. I mean, I was, this was when I was an outstanding teen. I was still a teen with like wherewithal, but oh my god no it's pretty bad we're we're like deep in the heart of arkansas there's going to be like some pageant coach who like listens to this podcast because they're simply insatiable for pageant related content and and he he is going to be throwing swarovskis he's going to be like she ruined a perfectly good opportunity no one told her did you come up with that yourself sid yes yep okay yep yeah oh i got that myself and my whole thing was that i didn't even self-tan for the pageants because i was like if i'm going to if i'm going to be pale and proud i have to like really be like i'm not gonna yeah so i was just like a ghost walking on stage (laughs) (laughs) oh my god and my mom wouldn't let me she was like no because like you know if you're gonna, yeah, I, I'm not gonna throw my mom under the bus here, but um, Wait, so she would. She's like, under there herself. I don't know. She got part of your platform to be pale. Mm-hmm. Okay, and and to be completely transparent, I got spray tans that were so deep, I looked like I was trying to impersonate Ariana Grande, who she and I have the same 23 in me, so she's <laughs> she's off she, the deep end. But I, like, <laughs> there were some some uh photos where you really are like oh she's chasing the ariana look okay (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. and i was really trying to be like you don't have to tan to be cool it wasn't like the fact i was so it wasn't like the fact i was so pale was my platform but it like really came across (laughs) that way and i remember a former miss indiana being like that's a really good platform. That's an issue no one's talking about. That's like an issue. It's like meta. It's like an issue within the pageant industry. Like you should really. And then, but I don't think I ever told her the actual title. 
<laughs> because the thing is, Becca, you had to have like a catchy little title. It had to be like da 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 da. And mm-hmm. it had to be like a cute little thing you could say on stage. And we've already talked too much about this. I'm apologizing now to everybody. <laughs> cancel me if you need to. If you're disappointed in me, I understand. Cancel um, cancellation. It's not what it sounds like. <laughs> it's not what it sounds like. And I always, I always said pale and proud, preventing skin cancer. And then I remember for like the first like two pageants I did, because I didn't really know if I wanted to do it or not. Like it didn't commit that hard. I was just like, it's bullying because I was bullied. It's bullying. There's always one girl who's like, my platform is bullying. Everybody, everybody's platform is bullying at one point. Um, Except unless it's extremely specific. It's either bullying or just like, um, there was this one girl, she had um, a heart condition and Mm -hmm. her whole thing was like teaching people how to use defibrillators. So it was like extremely specific, which is like like the mature adult side of me that's like that's a great platform what a great way to like bring attention to like something that means a lot to you and then like the jealous teenage adolescent part of me is like damn she's got a good one like built right in like no, i don't have anything had elect- wrong with me <laughs> she had literal andy she had literal electrodes in her heart physically built into her infrastructure was an incredible platform what a lucky biatch <laughs> <laughs> some of us have to get bullied some of us have to get bullied to have something to talk about oh my god and or skin cancer i can't stop thinking about that no now in my head i'm like trying to come up with like a better name for like the skin cancer platform i'm like check that mole i don't know like yeah well i definitely think the like anti-tanning bed like that was the time and the place for the Mm anti-tanning bed i mean my dance friends used to go and like like one person's mom would in particular would like sign as other people's moms if they weren't 18 or whatever and they would just go like we'd have like rehearsal and they'd go in between rehearsals and stuff to the tanning bed down the street and I just remember like my one friend was like you should just go like your mom's not gonna know and I was like um god is gonna know (laughs) I was like I can't go to the tanning bed are you kidding me she definitely would have noticed if I was working. Also, I would have gotten sunburned. Like, I would have come out red. It wouldn't have, Mm -hmm. it wouldn't have gone well. One summer, I had two different dermatologists. I, like, socially know two dermatologists that I used to babysit for their kids. And two of them, at separate occasions, told me that they were so impressed with how I'd managed to stay so fair because so many people, like, just ruined their skin. And I went up and cried. And I was like, Mom, I hate being pale. And she was like, I think they were trying to compliment you and tell you that like you're gonna be hot later on and I was like no I'm ugly I literally like no I was I was so spray tanned at my senior prom that I had to like wipe the photos from the internet like my boyfriend has to like save it on his phone because he's like hey do you want to see Andy's like most embarrassing moment in her entire (laughs) life and it's like me like doing my best snooky at my senior prom oh Oh my gosh yeah so good well it seems like a worthy platform Sid (laughs) It oh really is. God. Move that mole. Skin Move cancer that. prevention. I just, and I was so mean about it too. Like, I was so mean about my platform. I was like, oh, you're just going to go tan. You know what's going to happen? You're going to be old and weathery and blah, 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 blah. I did do a lot of that. Yeah. There was a lot of tanning bed shaming happening for me, but I'd get a spray tan than a heartbeat. That was not okay, a problem I, for me. I actually want to be clear. I didn't say that to people's faces, but in my head, I was like, yeah, keep lathering on that Saint Tropez. It's going to get all over your gown and you're going to have to get it professionally dry cleaned to get it out. Even if it will come out, who knows? 
<laughs> Becca, people would literally apply self like apply self tanner like mitts on. They have to be on stage in like two minutes, and they would be like, "You never seen oh, this?" Like, and it oh, what if you got sweaty? I get so sweaty. Shirt and draw on abs. Oh yes, <laughs> I do. Yeah. I do know about draw the draw on abs. Like, just, mm-hmm. just draw them on. Go for it. I mean, what? Why? I. Honestly, there were some people, especially like when you got like to the Miss America level, they were like professional contours and you'd see them like on national television. It was like, no, that actually looks good. But like when you're just out there with like the two faced, whatever, like chocolate bar palette, like really doing your best in like a high school, like auditorium dressing room, like you're not going to get the look. <laughs> you're not going to get the London look. That's for sure. No. Um this, so this is supposed to be good girls gone sad. I feel like I'm just getting on here and just like talking shit about pageants and straight up bullying people. <laughs> I knew ten years ago. That's no, a lot of this uh, podcast, I will say. Uh, yeah, which to be um, fair, they bullied me back. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, you also have to do your own hair and makeup. So that is, if you don't know how to do your hair and makeup, th- that is not the time to learn. Um, and that's when I did. I would learn backstage. And I remember one time there was like this lady who like worked at a salon. This is my first ever pageant. Um, she worked at the salon and she came backstage and she was like, are you trying to look like a librarian? Like, is that the look you're going for? Oh, oh no. She was like, don't you want to look sexy? This was my first teen pageant ever. And she's like, don't you want to look sexy? And she gave me this like... She, like, did this, like, bouffant thing, and it was really bad. Really Same bad. year, though. Um, I mean, this is 2010. It was the year of the poof. And this is not just to defend the fact that I wore a bumpet on stage in 20... <gasps> 2010. 2010. I had a bumpet. A bumpet. Like, wow. I had front, but, like, the bumpet. And then mm-hmm. in the back... And I was like, you can't tell me nothing. <laughs> I'm gorgeous. I'm gorgeous. <laughs> no, I think that like kind of sums it up for like my origin story. I know I probably sound like more of a villain based on all of the things that I. <laughs> no, no, not, like, at, um, not at all. I th- good girls are <laughs> inner villains, I will say. Whether you're mm-hmm. judging other people or judging yourself, that's. That's part of it. <laughs> oh, hardcore. Oh, wait. We never talked about how pageants kind of gave me, like, a secret eating disorder, which was, like, no. a little wild, Um, which I didn't realize until, like, years later. So, like, when you're doing swimsuit at these, uh, at these pageants, like, you have a bunch of people who are a lot older than you making comments about your body, or you're, like, hearing them make comments about other people's bodies, and it does indeed fuck you up. Um, wait, should I, like, put that another way? Should I should I not say fuck you up? I don't you can know. Say, you can say that. That's okay. fine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so like I had people like, you know, talking about my body or not even like just saying like, oh, like maybe you should wear like a more flattering swimsuit or like, oh, like we'll get you in shape for swimsuit. Just like start doing cardio, go to this boot camp class. And the thing is, like when I do something, I commit. And I committed so hard that I got like a binge eating disorder, which was like horrific. Um, Like I would wait and I would like be like really weird and judicious about like the food that I would eat when people were around. And then like if people left, like all bets were off. I'd eat like an entire family size bag of chips. And it was so sad. (laughs) Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. So that was like a part of my good girl origin story that I was like, if if that means that I'm being a good girl, then I don't want to be I don't want to be one anymore. Like, I don't want to get judged on my body anymore. Because like it was like feeding into this awful thing that was happening to me. Also, the backstage food culture is always so strange because you're oh. there for an entire day. And like, honestly, you're lucky if there's enough food to truly sustain you throughout the day. But mm-hmm. backstage food culture and then people are like, oh, you're really going to eat that or you're not eating enough. And yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's the same for I mean, even performing now, probably. Yeah. 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 Um, I mean, like, we're slowly getting away from that, I think, like, as professional performers, because, like, if you don't eat enough, you quite literally can't physically sustain the job. Mm-hmm. Um, but I remember, like, being at Miss Connecticut and girls would literally be eating baby food um, so that they could be, like, flat and not bloated. And, like, you know, you're basically, like, you're starving yourself. Like, that's for babies. And you're a 22-year-old woman. That was weird. And at the time, like, I'm watching girls and I'm you know, I'm 16. So you're just starting to kind of learn about your body and your body's still changing. And um, it was kind of like really messed up to be getting those messages at that time. Um, And there were people who were, you know, super healthy and, you know, ate the parts of the food chart that, you know, make you look like Arnold Schwarzenegger and like all of those (laughs) great things. Um, But like, yeah, it was a lot of like really weird, like early 2010s niche diet culture that I would rather not revisit like ever again yeah Mm -hmm. I was a dancer growing up and it's the same thing like I feel like just any activity that you do where people are commenting on your body good or bad it just like gets in your brain and like I don't know I I was always really really thin and I feel like I had this kind of sense of like I have to keep this like I have to still be Mm -hmm. thin because I know that this is something that's like good and I'm my, getting praise for it yeah right and it was like my dance teachers would say stuff to people if they didn't fit in the costumes and things like that and I was like some I remember I was um in the Nutcracker my senior year and I was Clara and she wore this like really thin nightgown and mm-hmm. somebody told me before they were like every year they say something to Clara about how she needs to lose weight and like I have no idea if that's true but they told me that and they were like every year they say like that nightgown is you know, not forgiving. And so you need to be really careful. And I was like terrified of somebody saying that to me. And so I really think I like kind of put myself on this weird little diet and like stopped eating as much. And I look Mm -hmm. back on that and I'm like, I mean, thankfully it wasn't worse than it was, but even still, like I'll be in a bar class and they'll say like, come up to me and be like, hold your abs in. And I'm like, I know you're saying suck your stomach in. Like, that's what you're saying because it's been said to me 800 times. And yeah. I just, like, I get this kind of, like, triggering thing when anybody comments on my body at all because I'm oh, just, yeah. like. You know, I did a BFA program where the head of the department said, you better not be ordering anything at McDonald's, but the mix salad hold the McMayo dressing. And you're hearing this out of, like, a middle-aged gay man's mouth. And so, like, it's like, come on. Like, you know, we're, we're women, we, you know, our bodies are different. And also just like, fuck you, man. (laughs) With pageants, they're the like miss and teen cutoffs. It's so strange. Like the moment you become a miss and you have to like wear a swimsuit. Mm -hmm. And even if you don't have like what you feel like is an adult body, you have to like be an adult and feel so mature and you have to say Mm -hmm. mature things and do mature things. And I know that that really messed me up because I didn't feel like I fit in like, in with that. And I definitely like 
I don't, I don't, I didn't know how to like be an adult in that way because I simply wasn't. And, um, that was like really tough, especially like with the body stuff, because I would see like women that had like boobs and butts. And I was like, I'm a literal flat pancake. I'm not allowed to tan. Like just like a, a, literally a white ghost with like, um, wearing a bright blue because you could only wear jewel tones. Uh Um, or else they (laughs) out back and throw you in a dumpster. Actually, if you're wearing a pattern swimsuit, you'll just like fall into the depths of hell. Um, (laughs) the stage will open up at the Nobleton, Indiana Community Center, and you will never be seen or heard from again. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Well, no, the um, it was at Westfield High School, and it was a notoriously slippery stage. And literally, I was like, if you're wearing a printed bikini, you would just slip right across stage. (laughs) <laughs> they're making it harder than it has to be it's like a greased up rake stage basically exactly more than four percent body fat <laughs> no no but actually you can't have under a certain amount either because then you're also weird <laughs> you look weird you look really you weird your body looks like it's wrong <laughs> <laughs> it's wrong and it's bad and in that way that is actually a quality for women that every woman's body is wrong and bad everyone that's so true yeah and it's comforting it's really comforting i'll never forget i think the most the moment when i realized like I was like, this is a little ridiculous and I have to get out. I say this fully having like produced the Miss Connecticut competition like twice in the last two years. Like the moment, but the moment like as someone who competed that I was like, I need to get out um, was I was at like the gala and there was a male volunteer who got crowned as a champion of women. And they put a little crown on him and everyone was following him around. And I was like, so wrong about this. I can't quite put my finger on it, but I think I need to get out of here. I also like yeah, went to NYU and I wanted to like party and drink. So that was, you know, the male like participation and leadership in female pageants. I'm like, mm, I don't it's, know. I don't know the, about that. That's from the jump, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I, I dealt with much more, um, I met with not dealt with a lot more worse women who just had like felt like they had carte blanche. This would be like a lot of like the local directors or mm-hmm. just like even just random women who were like, "It's my life's passion to volunteer at this local, <laughs> and I do every year." Okay, um, and they just felt like they had carte blanche to say the meanest shit to thirteen-year-olds who like, especially how uh, how young can you be to be in OT? And teen. 13 is the young, so it's 13 to 17 for teen. Which there's actually no bigger difference between a 17-year-old girl and a 13-year-old girl. Um, like, age-wise, there's no bigger difference. Like, truly. Like, you're, everything about you is, like, you are changing the most you will ever change mm-hmm. in those four years. Um, mm-hmm. And then for Miss, it's 17 to 24, which is also the other set of time when you will change the most. <laughs> yeah. Well, didn't they just up it to 28? They did. Um, and I'm actually turning 29 in June. And like the old director was like, do you want to come back and compete? And I was like, I, first of all, I produced it like last year. Like if I won, that would be so sus. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, they upped it to 28. Cause a lot of women are like, you know, they want to go to grad school and have jobs. Mm-hmm. And I think like for what the vision they have for like who Miss America is, which is like this role model that people look up to. I think like, that is something that requires someone to be a little older 
um, mm -hmm. and to like, you know, have worked a job because like, even when I graduated college, I didn't know anything. Like I wasn't, I wasn't qualified to give anyone advice. I, I don't think I, I still don't think I am. But. No, no, absolutely not. Like I, I don't know. I was constantly making stuff up. I was very good at improv and that's why I was good at interviews. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm like, I've never heard of some of these people again. I'm just gonna, you ask me a question I don't know the answer to, I'll probably just lie, but in a way that is going to be so articulate. So fantastic. You're gonna so love articulate. it. But yeah, I think like, like the idea of the, like of pageants, I'm not even like anti-pageant. I think I'm just like anti me as a person should not, probably not have done them. Um, but like, I do think it is nice. You have to know about the news and you have to know about I don't know. You like are paying attention to the world, which is good, but I don't know. I'm not, I don't, I don't want to also, I also don't want to sound like a hater, but I, I am. I'm still like really honestly, like very close with the people who ran the local. So I won it as a teen and then I came back as a miss and won like the same local as a miss. And I'm still really close with those people. So like, mm -hmm. I'm not, I'm definitely not on the side of being like pageants are awful. I think like, like with anything, obviously proceed with caution because there's like mm -hmm. good and bad and, and everything and also like if you're a fiercely competitive person with an addictive personality and a sore loser like i am like <laughs> just tread carefully <laughs> okay well thank you for sharing um we would also like to know what made you sad which we kind of already touched on Ooh. um like some aspects but mm -hmm. anything else you would like to expand upon what made me the most sad and what I'm still figuring out in myself is that fiercely competitive side that mm -hmm. is so hard on myself. Like there's literally a picture of me. Um, I were in the first pageant I ever did. It's like an 11 year old and looking back on it. Um, you can see it in my face that I was crying <laughs> Because I, like, didn't make the top 10 because I thought the only way that I was going to get something out of it was by winning. Um, mm -hmm. I'm looking for this picture because I know it's, oh, it's right here. Um, so, like, that's me. And you can clearly tell that I was sobbing right before this photo was taken. Aww. And that's actually my friend Lauren standing next to me. Um, Lauren Bell. She's phenomenal. And we're still friends. Um but it was like what made me sad, not only in pageants, but in academics and, you know, going through a conservatory program in the early parts of my career was literally just being so competitive and being so hard on myself that I managed to ruin basically every experience that I had. Mm -hmm. <laughs> because if I wasn't the best, if I wasn't the star, if I wasn't the one who got the crown, like the whole experience could essentially be thrown in the trash. I totally relate to that. My one non-pageant pageant that I did, I'm still mad I didn't win. <laughs> and it's like, I I mean, literally my parents didn't want me to win. My sister was embarrassed that I did it at all. Like, no one wanted me to win except for me. And I was like, I, like I'm, I'm legitimately so mad about it. And it's been 15 years. <laughs> so I totally, I, and it's, it makes it hard to try new things when you're like, I have to either be the best one at this or... I'm not going to do it at all because mm -hmm. it's just like very, very hard for me to lose. And I think, I don't know, I'm kind of glad I wasn't into sports because I think that might've been hard for me or else maybe it would have been good for me to like get used to losing. I don't know, but I it is tough. Sports, it's a lot more tangible too. Like 
it's like, oh, like, this is easier to accept because, like, this is the number of points they had. And, like, yeah, we just didn't score that many points. Whereas, like, when you're not picked as, like, the lead of a musical or, like, as the winner of a pageant, like, it feels so personal. Mm-hmm. Like, it feels like a rejection of you as a person. <laughs> yeah, it's really hard not to tie your entire self-worth into something like that and just... I don't know. And, and I, I feel that in comedy too. Like people will like get opportunities in comedy or like win things or, you know, get to go to different things. And it just like eats me up as if it's a personal attack on me that they got oh, to do it. What? Like the number of times in a day when I'm like, this person's success does not detract from anything like you have, but like, there's still, you know, like the, I don't know, like the adolescent or whoever who didn't feel seen underneath all that that's like sad and angry but have you have you been able to find like hobbies and things that you enjoy or you know like things that you that have a competitive aspect that you still find yourself able to enjoy now it's a great question I don't I don't feel like I do that much stuff that's like competitive at all but I did get really into boxing a few years ago and I like I did feel like I was good at it because there's like the choreography and you have to be like fast moving. And I really liked that aspect. But like when it was time to spar, spar, is that what it's called? Yeah, spar. I was really bad. And I knew that because I'm like weak as hell and not, you know, aggressive. And so I like, I think that was the only time where I've been able to go into something and be like, I am well aware that I'm going to lose this. I just need to like not get hurt. But anything that feels like, academic or like a competition or something I feel really kind of like I I don't know I feel like I've kind of taken a break from trying to enter stuff for comedy like whether it's like a writing competition or whatever because I feel like the rejections just really hurt my feelings (laughs) and you know it's like you need to be at a point where you can just like write something and feel good about writing it and it's not about what the end goal is but yeah I don't know it's very difficult for me do you guys think it's funny now like because we're so attached to our cell phones like like when I was in high school there was like a set amount of time or like set amount of opportunity where I could be like rejected from something during my day like it would be like when the mail came or like when you got an email but like you'd have to check your email like on a desktop computer Mm -hmm. um or like on your laptop so it wasn't as connected as it is now where like I will be in the middle of my work day and get rejected from something and like have to continue on um yes yeah Yeah, that's so real (laughs) forgot you even entered and you're like great yeah I got I got rejected from a job I applied to this job at hinge like probably a year and a half ago and I got rejected from it two days ago and I was like you know, at this point, I was pretty sure I didn't get it. <laughs> you, didn't, you didn't have to bring it up. <laughs> yeah, I was like, why would you email me? That's just mean now. Um, there was, a, there was like, there was a comedy festival that um, I was on another festival and a bunch of people were like, oh, you have to play this other one. It's so good. It's so fun. Um, and I was like, oh, yeah, I'll look into it. And then I was like, oh, I'm going to be out of town. Can't apply anyway. Forgot I had already applied. Convinced myself, like, I know all of my friends are going to be there and I'll be sad. I, like, can't even apply. I applied and didn't get in. I forgot that I had applied. And then, like, two weeks later, I didn't get in. Sid and I, Sid and I both entered this writing program competition. Not competition, but it was just, like, a writing submission thing. It. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, we neither of us thought we were going to get it. But we were like, you know. 
people get these things. Maybe we will. And like, then I think said you texted me, like, did you get the email and, or did you get an email? And I was like, Sid got it. And I didn't, <laughs> I literally, that was like, my brain just went like, Sid is going to move to Los Angeles. <laughs> like I'm not even going to get a rejection email. And she was like, Oh, cause I didn't get one, but I heard that like they were sending out the things today. And I was like, Oh, and then we both like looked on the website and they hadn't sent anything. And then we got our rejections a couple weeks later, <laughs> but that was just like literally the feeling in my stomach. And I was like, Sid is like one of my best friends. I should be happy for her if she gets something like this. But my, my like heart was like, no. <laughs> oh, oh, there. So one of the fellowships, I followed deadline and one of the fellowships announced who had gotten it. And there was this girl who I know who I didn't even know she was writing. Like, I didn't even know she had started That's the worst. It's like, you don't get to be secretive about this this thing. It's impossible to get fellowship. And I was like, this female has never wronged me in any way. And here I am plotting her downfall from the comfort of my couch. Like, Yeah. I've muted a lot of people on Instagram. Like, if there are people that I find myself comparing myself to, I'm like, uh, you gotta go. So sorry. I'm like, I'll, or at least, no, at least they're stories. Stories Mm -hmm. I like are muted for so many people because that's just, that's a jump scare. That's always a jump scare. Scrolling, you have to manually do. Sometimes they just autoplay on the stories and I can't. Oh. I think that's really healthy. I probably should do that. I can think of a few people right now that I think my life would be better if I just muted them. It's the best feature that they installed on Instagram, like, as of late. I don't don't dislike this person. I don't want to cause them active harm by unfollowing them. Mm -hmm. But I need a break. Yeah. 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 I will say, like, growing up and doing, like, something like musicals or dance or whatever, like... It's so different from playing a sport because if if we played soccer, we would all lose together against these like nameless people that we don't know. But if you're not getting the part you want and your best friend gets it and it's like then you have to stand there and just be like in it, too, in this part that you didn't want while they're doing the part you wanted. So I feel like it makes it feel so much more personal. (laughs) Becca, you launched me back. (laughs) Oh, picture it. 2007 the weather not 2011 the weathersfield high school production of little women the musical my best friend in the whole world gets joe march and like in retrospect i'm not a joe i'm an amy through and through it like on and off stage i'm an amy march and um i had to play amy to her joe and there were real tears if there was a manuscript i could have burned in real life probably would have burned it did you feel some vengeance when you took her man, though? <laughs> oh, yeah. When I come out in that, like, fabulous dress, I'm like, oh, just got back from Paris. <laughs> yeah, that happened to me, except it was my best friend, um, and it was a production of Our Town, as it is always a production of Our Town. Mm-hmm. And I literally played, like, a baseball player at the wedding, and she was playing Emily. <laughs> so it wasn't even, like... <laughs> It was like, I was waiting for you to be like, oh, I was in the ensemble. No. Um, so congrats on still at least playing Amy. I was in fact. <laughs> You're like, I was the other lead. <laughs> the trauma is not deep enough to be valid here. That's so true. <laughs> I, it's okay. You know what? I think that relationship, I don't know if she's listening. She might. She actually really might. Um, I apologize because it was, it was just like toxic. Like I went to a really small high school and she, like we did 
all of these same activities and it, it had the, exactly the same classes. Like we wanted to do the same thing with our lives and every, I don't know, like, having an actual like nemesis best friend is so much for a 17 year old. It's a lot. It was a lot, but um, I, she's doing great. I think. And she's, you're doing great. I, you know what? You're I am. great. You have a podcast. <laughs> So. podcast. I think we really got to it. I think we really got to the core of it. And I yeah, we thank did. you for sharing. Really, like, I'm going to have to talk about this with my therapist tomorrow morning. I have, we have talked well, about when you joined therapy. I like graduated or <laughs> my therapist hated me and really wanted to cut me loose. Jury still out. But I'm going to be back on the website, checking my insurance, finding somebody to talk about this. <laughs> yeah. She's literally going to be like, you're still, you're still harping on that part you didn't get 16 years ago. <laughs> Like, yes. Mm-hmm. Always. I mean, I mean, like, I just don't think my life would have been worse, right? If I would have gotten to play Emily <laughs> instead. Of, right? Like, God, would it have really been that harmful for me to have the win? Um, I'm kidding, but I'm not. Okay, so moving on, we would love to know if you have a submission to the Good Girl Glossary. Oh, gosh. Okay, I was so, so excited when you told me about this because to me, <laughs> My submission to the Good Girl Glossary is the juicy tracksuit, but just the jacket. If it's so came, good. If you it's came perfect. from a small household, you had a mom who took pity on the fact that you wanted a juicy tracksuit. However, due to good girl rules slash possibly just decent parenting, my mother did not want her 10-year-old walking around with a pair of track pants that said juicy across the butt cheeks. So I was only allowed to get the jacket. <laughs> it's so good. It's perfect. Sid, Sid literally texted me and was like, did you see the email? It's perfect. <laughs> I love when, every, when people understand the assignment. Yeah. I actually, my mom would not make, get me any of the elements but my friend had a juicy tracksuit that her mom had given her and she was like very against anything that like people were into and she was like I do not want this juicy tracksuit Becca do you want it and I was like yes (laughs) but I also only had the jacket so I don't actually know if she offered the pants and I didn't want them or what but I only wore the jacket what color was it it was brown which probably wouldn't have been the color I would have picked I probably would have gone for pink how did like I know it was brown blue. before you even said it? Becca, I That's knew it so was brown. Funny. I was like, I don't even wear brown. Like, That's wild. Wow. It was like brown juicy tracksuit energy. Like nobody's <laughs> giving away a hot pink juicy tracksuit. They're That's selling so that. They're selling that at like Beacon's Closet. That's so true. I also feel like her mom giving her the brown juicy tracksuit was her being like, see, it's subtle. Like, come on, you can wear it. <laughs> she was like, nope, not wearing it. <laughs> It was like not even a. It was a, it was a thing where I went to school, but um, I had no hopes of pulling anything like that off. I did have a knockoff version from Old Navy that I wore, and it had gaucho pants. It had gauchos. It had like in time. Really, velour gauchos. gauchos. Yeah, that's what I was gonna ask. Was it velour? Were they velour gauchos? They were actually terry cloth, which is the poor man's velour. And I, like, wore it to and from. I would wear it with um wedge flip-flops. Of and these, like, I had these, like, brown sunglasses that, um, um you know, transitioned. But, like, it was, like, a gradient. Oh, yeah. Not, like, a transition lens. It was, like, a gradient. 
Oh yeah. And what I Evans is going on here. I literally would I my grandmother lives in like in California, but not in a sleigh part of California. <laughs> and but she does have a pool in her backyard and I just kind of like walk around and pose for nobody. The birds, I guess. I don't know. But I felt so powerful in that tracksuit. <sighs> I do remember at Walmart they had um like they came out with a Disney Channel line and they had a Kim Possible tracksuit that on the butt it literally said, beep me. As in call me, beep me. And I'm wow. sure that there's there's got they've gotta be like seven hundred dollars on Depop right now. Because literally on the label inside it said, like, Disney Channel's Kim Possible. And I really wanted them. And my mother was said, Absolutely not. There is no I'm literally like, having a panic attack some. right now. Like, who there are so many people that a design like that has to go through before it ends mm-hmm. up on a shelf and mm-hmm. everyone was like yeah little girls weren't beat me written across their butt <laughs> <laughs> well there was <laughs> there was um another one that was the america's next top model track suit which i did in fact have and but it was joggers it was cropped joggers instead yeah. of like a sweatpant or a rollover yoga pant as was the time it literally said top model on the butt which is not as not as hilarious as beat me, but also top model. If like if it fits a child, it's she's probably not a top model. But that I did have. Wait, I'm I'm now envisioning. I think we need to start selling Sophie shorts that say beat me on the butt. Like, <laughs> I think we need that. We need to add that to our merch. <laughs> shorts like Sophie shorts that say just sad on the butt. I know it's like, sad girl. Sad girl. Sad girl. Sad girl. Um, I'd wear that. I'd wear it. And then when you're like I, facing a certain way, it looks like it says bad girl, but then you move and it's sad. Yeah. It's <laughs> I would I would wear those unironically to Trader Joe's. Just... I would too. Well, Sophie Shorts are coming back. We just had this whole conversation. Um, because one of our glossary entries was Sophie Sh- Shorts rolled once, which instead of like once and only once twice instead of twice which is very much the exact same energy as juicy tracksuit no bottoms yeah um yeah it is mm -hmm. um and so we had like a big so short discussion and i think they're coming back so maybe now's our time i threw out my ones from 2005 like last year there's no way I would I would be able to wear the ones I had the last time Sophie's are in. So it's probably for the best. Can't, they were can't even try they them were on. Falling apart. It was like saying goodbye to an old friend. Yeah. <laughs> the dog down. Same caliber. That's so funny. I had a they went up to the big Sophie short pile in the sky. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> with yes. the beanie babies and the <laughs> And the beat me pants. With the, with the beanie babies the beat and the lips strong bracelets. <laughs> so good. An Aeropostale. Just, yeah. <laughs> Aeropostale. Just all of it. The, the whole store, the sparkles, the monkeys, everything. Oh, gosh. Um, well, thank oh, you so much. I second that nomination, Becca. I third it. All right, here we go. Ba, 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 ba. You're officially in the glossary. Congratulations. Congratulations. Honor. This is the best thing <laughs> I've ever won. <laughs> because nobody else in my high school has it. <laughs> that is so true. No one else at your high school has it. And we won't even ask anybody from Connecticut on ever again just ever again that's okay I I give you permission (laughs) thank you I think you are our first person from Connecticut so I think so which is kind of feels like that's the thing people kind of sleep on Connecticut because they think it's just like Stanford um but I'm here to say there are cooler parts of Connecticut um I might not be one of them but there are cooler parts (laughs) 
Representing for Connecticut. Well, our last segment that we have is our silly little game. Um, we've written just for you. Sid, would you like to introduce it? What's the name of the game? This week's game is Miss Sad America. That made and... me giggle when I saw it. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> um, the, the premise is extremely simple. Someone's going to name two celebrities, and you just have to tell me which one did compete in pageants. Did compete in pageants? Did. Okay. Yes. Okay. So your first one is Michelle Pfeiffer or Michelle Williams? Oh, Michelle Pfeiffer was the one that did pageants. Hundo P. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Michelle I Williams. Phones, and I was like, no, that was she did pageants. <laughs> Michelle and Williams was like already on TV. I feel like by pageant time. What was she in? She was in. Um, what was Busy Phillips in? Freaks and Geeks? Dawson? No. Not Dawson's Creek. I, I get them all confused because I had never watched it. Uh, yeah, I don't know. All right. Well, this is the blind leading the blind. So, Becca, do you want to ask the next question? <laughs> yeah. Wait, now I have to. I'm looking it up, though. Yeah, it was Dawson's Creek. Oh. Okay. Michelle Williams okay. is in Dawson's Creek. Um, okay. Number two. Uh, which celebrity was in a pageant? Oprah or Hoda? Hoda? It's actually Oprah. I would have said Hoda, too. Oprah's definitely a Miss America girl. I think it was, um, like, her... It was, like, some kind of local kind of thing, but... She could have been Miss America. Energy. She does. Academic. Like, she was a news anchor, which is, like, the pageant girl to career pipeline. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Or or whether if you're a woman in STEM. You're either, like, good at language arts and you go on to become a journalist or you're good at STEM and you go on to become a weather person. Yeah. Meteorology or journalism. Those are your Mm -hmm. options. Um, Kelly Clarkson or Carrie Underwood? Okay. Like, my gut says Carrie Underwood. I feel like I saw a Seventeen magazine photo of her, like, winning a local pageant. Go with Carrie Underwood because that's correct. You're good. Yes. Is she... Was she in, like, a local pageant, or did she... Um, let me pull this article back up, the article I was getting all of my information from. I do actually know, she's not on this list, but Deborah Messing, I think, is that, I think that's who it is, mm-hmm. was, like, America's Junior Miss, which is the thing that I did, and they always talked about it, because she's, like, the claim to fame. I love it. And somebody else was Junior Miss, I want to say. Somebody else was Junior Miss, and it was Diane Sawyer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. They always said that one too. And that was like one of their examples of like, see, it's not a pageant. Diane Sawyer did it. <laughs> oh, she's she a was, serious person. Um, she was Miss, I think she was in the Miss America system because she was 2003 Miss Northeastern State University, which is 100% uh, Miss America local. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That 100% tracks as a Miss America local. Good for her. Um, so do you remember, this is my side game. Do you remember the four points of the crown? Yes. Um, service, scholarship, style, and success. Is it success? Yes. Okay, great. <laughs> that and was you have to say which one your favorite is, because that was always a question. And oh, you basically okay. had to say service, because if not, it was like, <laughs> um, I'm actually really, really smart, or it's like, I'm really, really stylish, or it's like, I'm actually really successful. And if you said service, you were like, I love children. I love, <laughs> I love the travel. 
my the one year in my local we had like sweatshirts made for like when we went to state and like we each there was like four of us and we each got like a point of the crown on our like written on our under our name and mine was scholarship which is like how offensive to be like oh like Kate's really stylish and like Brittany has this nonprofit and like <laughs> Haley's really successful You're and smart, like and I guess. she's a nerd she's <laughs> <laughs> a nerd yeah a nerd. see to this to this day, the four points are triggering to most. Contentious. <laughs> so yes. funny. All um, right. Your next one. Is it me? I think Britney so. Britney Spears or Christina Aguilera? Britney. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Correct. Yep. She was Did you know that or you just knew it? I just like in my bones. I was like <laughs> Louisiana girl, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think so. so yeah. I don't know. It tracks like they breed them for that. <laughs> she also I mean, feels like she probably had the mom that like put her in like a toddler pageant. Kathy Lee or Kelly Ripa. They both have such pageant energy. Truly, truly they do. How dare you hit me with this stump- <laughs> stumped question. Um, Kathy Lee. Kathy Lee. Um, you're crushing you- it. You are crushing it. What's it's so almost funny. like you're competitive. <laughs> I will do anything to win something that means nothing. <laughs> I will say this is very funny. So Kathy Lee Gifford won first place at the Junior Miss Maryland pageant, like Junior Miss Maryland. But the photo that they use is one of her holding the Miss America crown because they like did a segment on it. And I'm like, that's so shady. That's so shady to this article. I hate it that's when they get funny. the crowns wrong. <laughs> like when they're like, oh, like this person competed at Miss America. I'm like, that's not a Miss America crown. But thank you for trying. Yeah. yeah. Oh. <laughs> Yes. Well, I know. I think that the the person who wrote this article knows that this is not like junior Miss Maryland's crown, but because she like did a segment where she was mm-hmm. holding it, it's like you didn't win, but at least you do news about Miss America. Is that you feel good about that? Well, junior Miss doesn't even have a crown. It's like a sash and a plaque. That's because oh, so- it's not because <laughs> it's not a pageant. It's famously not a pageant. They actually Famous changed the name too. Pageant. It's like. Yeah, it's now Distinguished Young Woman, and it changed, like, the year after I did it to make it less pageanty, I guess. Mm-hmm. But If it quacks like a duck. It's still <laughs> a pageant and a lost, so. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Becca, okay. you're the last one. Last one. Was it Hilary Duff or Christy Carlson Romano? This is a hard one. You're asking me which star of Cadet Kelly Mm-hmm. In a I am. It's like the fake gun go face off. So I would have said that too, but it's actually Hillary Duff. Oh. Okay. Yes. I just feel and like she, she also must have been young. young. That like, where was the time? You know, she must have been in like baby pageants because she oh. was in Casper when she was probably like eight, right? Okay, yeah. So she probably did baby pageants and then got like the baby pageant to child star. Yes, mm-hmm. I think so. And it was very hard to not use like because there. Did you know Vanessa Lachey was Miss Teen USA? No, I did know that. Also, Maria Menounos, she was a Miss Teen yeah. USA. And then Gal Gadot was obviously Miss Israel. We all know that. Priyanka yeah. Chopra was obviously Miss Universe. Obviously, yeah. No, she was Miss World. What okay. is Miss World? Miss Universe is like Miss USA goes into Miss Universe, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. That's the one yeah. for hot people. And then what's Miss World? Uh, Miss United States is the lo- like the oh. U.S. version, but 
it's kind of just it's not that big of a thing here i would the say thing is, like, miss universe used to be just exclusively for for hot people but then smart hot people started entering it and then they're it, all like, doctors now they're, no, they're all, all pharmacists and lawyers and oh. and i'm like she i am five two and i'm fighting for my life like yeah. <laughs> You can't well, okay, all be so one pediatric heart surgeons. Like, get out. Well, that's why they're all in The Bachelor now because they weren't they weren't impressive enough to win, so they had to go to The Bachelor. I and I almost got that. I almost got that timeline. the The producers of The Bachelor did call me. Um, did they really? They did. And at the time, like a dummy, I didn't realize all the girls had boyfriends anyway, and I had just started dating my boyfriend, and I was like, mm, No, sorry, I'm in a relationship. Click. So I, I missed my calling as a reality TV villain. That's very oh big my gosh. of you. <laughs> but yeah, that is a bummer. You, I, I could tell you could, would be good on that. They you would. You would have pumped me full of white wine and just had me offending people left and right. And it would have been television. <laughs> so do yeah, you think I feel you like would be good on The Bachelor? I always me? think about this. Yeah. I, I auditioned, but they didn't want me. And the thing is, they really didn't want me because that was the best my hair has ever looked. Like, I will never forget that day that I, I did, like, the open call at ABC Studios because, like, me and another person in my office were just like, wouldn't it be funny if we did this? And then the whole office was like, we're all taking the afternoon off to make sure you go. So <laughs> they, like, styled us, and my hair looked amazing. And I did make it on the news for waiting in line. So technically, I made it on ABC anyway. Um, I think I would be good on The Bachelor. I think I would make a lot of um, comic relief faces. I would do one of these, mm-hmm. like, or one of these, <laughs> you know, and I think that I could get a little bit of meme from that. Um, but would The Bachelor like me at all? No. No, but they I think it's probably long enough to go on the cool vacation because they would be like, uh-huh. I don't know. Everybody else's faces are absolutely frozen from Botox and SIDS is the only one that can move. So I think we need to keep her at least until we get to Singapore. <laughs> like, yes, exactly. Or just just to Europe because they always like make a pit stop in Europe before they're like, Estonia and there's also other parts of the world. Um, yeah, they're like whenever. Um, oh my gosh, what was her name? And she was like, I mean, that day in Estonia was the best day of my life. I'll never forget Estonia. <laughs> I don't know who that is, but you know, who am I to judge? The it best was Ariel in Estonia. So, yeah, it was, it was Ariel. Ariel. She was like, that one day in Estonia, I'll never forget. <laughs> um, I think that's the need for like well-spoken people now. And I have back regressed since my pageant days. I will say that. <laughs> they want well-spoken I've always... people on The Bachelor. Mm-hmm. Some of them. Easier to edit. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> that's hilarious. <laughs> I've always thought that I would have trouble on night one because I would not be assertive. So if I could make it past night one, I think I could do well. Because I think I would, I think everyone would like me there. And then I would get into the little tell all and I would be funny and probably say mean things about them behind their backs. <laughs> but I yes, don't think I, I would think, win. I think I could make it a third of the way in and then make it to paradise. That's all that matters. Like, I couldn't do paradise though. I get so sad. That's all that matters. Yeah. Paradise you does seem fun. It actually seems like pretty miserable it's much closer to survivor than a lot of people think there's no air conditioning you like can't wear sunglasses yeah i would be constipated and sunburned (laughs) 
<laughs> because there's no way I'd be using whatever bathroom they have there. I would like, I would poop, but as an alpha move. Does that make sense? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I could never, but yeah, I see. I know exactly what you mean. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think you should always, you should always approach pooping as an alpha move. That's beautiful. Yeah, it really is. I, I'm now just envisioning they'd be like, that Becca girl has eaten a lot of apples today. <laughs> she keeps jogging in place. What's going on with her? <laughs> you're on the beach doing like, you're on the beach doing like the happy baby, just like rolling back and forth, trying to like <laughs> gas release out of poses. <laughs> For her one-on-one, she just wants to go to Target and buy a squatty potty. <laughs> I have always thought like I don't really have a strong connection to like if I got to do a hometown I would be like here's the thing ABC can we just go to Disneyland instead Mm. (laughs) because essentially Andy I'm a Disney adult and essentially that's like more at home than I've felt a lot of other places and I'm like if I'm like ABC ABC we're all in this together Mm. you own Disney uh you, you own me at this point like let's just make it happen. Like I'm bringing synergy to you. And if anyone's listening, still open to this. Still very open. So have they, have they shot at Disney ever? I don't think so, which feels like a huge miss for them. Because they, when they're at the mansion, I'm like, and Zach was from Anaheim. Why didn't they do that? No, Zach was literally, um, oh wait. And then one of them, this is a different person, but didn't one of the bachelors rest test to have to go to Disney. Cause like, I don't know what it is what it is now with like the genie pass or whatever, but like I want like a no holds barred, no special treatment day at Disney to see how stressed you could possibly make these women. Like yeah, or how best day. I want to see you in line for rock and roller coaster, and you're in like hour six, you know. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. And like, are they really picky about their food? Are they going to complain? Are they not going to have fun on principle? Like, these are all things I need to know. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, you Wait, did great on the quiz. Bachelorette. We will go to Disneyland. Wait, now I'm like, I think this should be the goal of the podcast is to make Sid the Bachelorette or like get, get you on the Bachelor and then you'll have to do your own work from there. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And I think if we can just get me there, then it, it, it or everyone I know that like on TikTok that has campaigned really hard to get on the Bachelor, they've all end up with significant others before they get the call. So like maybe that'll work in my favor. Also, is that what happened to me? Iconic, iconic, sad girl. I think you should like if anyone from Bachelor Nation should be on this podcast. Iconic, sad girl, Hannah G. Yes. Well, also <laughs> Hannah Brown. Brown. We want her too. Hannah Brown also sad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She's on that new special op show, and she talks about how she is sad. Like she like opens up about her like pageantry and stuff. Like on the special ops show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She apparently did really well on that show too, which, duh. Everybody was surprised. And I was like, are you kidding me? She's like a like pageant winner. She is in it to win it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I think that about wraps it up. Thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, thank, thank you. you. So much fun. Congrats on winning the game. Hold this. I, I'm going to be, I'm going to be carrying this all week. <laughs> We're going to send you a crown. <laughs> yes. Thank you so much. <laughs> the last thing we do before we say goodbye is we pass the offertory plate to a chance to plug yourself. Yes. Oh, okay. Um, I am on Instagram at at Andy Conda, that's A-N-D-E-E-C-O-N-D-A. Um, I mostly just repost my TikToks. So it's a it's a single stream for all 
all things me. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, Becca? Love it. You can follow me at the Becca Stevenson on Instagram or the real underscore Becca on TikTok. And you can follow me, Sid King, at Sid period, the period King on Instagram. And you can follow us, Good Girls Gone Sad, at Good Girls Gone Sad on TikTok and Instagram. You can email us your Good Girl Glossary entries. Um, you can be uh, yourself in the Good Girl Glossary and we'll mention you on an upcoming episode. Yes, we want to thank DJ Skip to My Luke for our amazing intro and outro music. You can follow him at Skip to My Luke underscore. And there's only one thing left to say, and that is Jesus, Jesus would call people all whores people whores on the internet. On the internet. <laughs> Always good virtual. <laughs> <laughs>